Glory to God. Oh, good. We'll get you out of here in plenty of time. Sometimes we worry about watching the clock when we should forget about it. You know, they used to have a thing called the baccalaureate, where everybody went to church and had somebody preach to them before graduation. Because it was time to put God first. It really is. But what I want to talk to us about is are we ashamed? Are you ashamed? Hmm. We live in an America today where a lot of churches are ashamed to stand up for the truth. They, see, they preach a secret-friendly message, but never raise up the cross. Never talk about the blood. In fact, many churches have taken the cross down all, all together. They don't have the cross on the outside. They don't have the cross on the inside. What the, and they say, well, it might offend somebody. Brothers and sisters, let me tell you something. We already know it offends. Paul told us so. The cross offends. It's also a stumbling block. And yet, God takes the most mundane thing, the preaching of the gospel, and gets people saved. Some, I saw a headline this week. The church has to change, otherwise it's going to go the way of blockbuster. I'm going, yes, we need to get back to preaching the cross and lifting Jesus higher. Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. Oh, let us pray. Lord Jesus, I don't think anyone here wants to be, have it be said that they are ashamed. But Lord, your gospel is the power. The power Mm. unto salvation for everyone who believes. So Lord, help us to proclaim Jesus. Help us, Lord, not to act like we are ashamed of who we are in Christ Jesus. Help us, Lord, to stand for the very gospel that saves us. And Lord, Help us to turn our backs on this culture that we live in instead of embracing it, Lord. For Lord Jesus, you taught us to be countercultural. And so, Lord, help us to stand with you. For Lord, we love you, we praise you in the precious name of Jesus. And I thank you for the anointing in this place. In Jesus' name. Amen. Can you not agree with me? There's people in our church that need to be healed. But if we are ashamed of the Lord and the power of the Lord's presence, He is going to be ashamed of us and we will not get our healing that we so desire. It's like the fat guy coming up and saying, I got the gout. I want the Lord to heal me, but he does nothing about losing weight and stopping eating rich food. No, he has to have his lobster three times a week. And then he wonders why he has the gout. The Lord wants to heal him, but he doesn't want him to do the same stupid thing over and over and over again that caused him to be unhealthy. Like the guy kept on coming up, Pastor, pray to, that the cobwebs would leave my mind. And the pastor got tired of it. He says, Lord, I'm tired of preaching for you to clean out the cobwebs. Will you just kill the spider? 
2 Timothy, let this not be said about us. Let this not be said about us. Next slide. There it is. That we're ashamed. Let this not be said about us that we're ashamed. Let's go to 2 Timothy 3, 5. We're revisiting this. Having a form of godliness, but denying its power. And from such people turn away. Now look at that. From such people we're supposed to turn away, but let's focus on the first part. What do you think about such a statement? What do you think about such a statement? Jesus said he wants us to be endured with power from on high. He said that before he left. And if you don't believe me, you can look it up later in Luke chapter 24 and verse 49. It's not up there, so we're not going to reference it. How can we deny what Jesus wants us to have? Having a form of godliness. Oh my word. Anybody can be legalistic. Anybody can be self-righteous. Think about it. If you are denying the power of God, it's self-righteousness you have. Or it's legalism. My word. Wolves in sheep clothing are very self-righteous. I was talking to some people this week. If there's a Christian in our assembly and all they do is bare their teeth and grumble and complain and growl and bark, they ain't a sheep. They ain't even a goat. They're a wolf. And you know what the shepherd does to the wolf? He kills it. And if a person is acting like a wolf, they better get to the altar and get saved. My friend across town on the north side, he and I talked about a wolf one day, and he says, I'm sick of it. I'm tired of it. I'm not dealing with it anymore. Wow. Wow. You better, we better all check ourselves. If all we do is growl and bare our teeth and bark like a dog, we better make sure that we start ban like a lamb. We're supposed to be sheep. Let me ask you a question. Why would we deny the power of God? We got people who need to get healed. Why in the world would we deny the power of God? It doesn't make sense to me. But so many of us need to get healed. Let's look at Romans 1.16 and let's lighten up this place a little bit. Romans 1.16 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. You say, this is some kind of sermon to preach. 
on a day of graduation. It's a perfect sermon to preach on a day of graduation. We have kids who are going off to college. You talk about an environment that's anti-Christian. Go to a, most college campuses today. If you wear, if you go ahead and act like, talk like a Christian and talk like a conservative, you might get beat up or at least somebody complaining to the administration because you made them have to go to their safe space. And then they have professors on these college campuses who are out and out communists who tells you God is dead, he never was alive, and he's not real, it's superstition, and you're a fool for believing it. And then we wonder why so many of our kids who leave church and go to college come out of there thinking strange thoughts. I'm having to pray for one of my children. And I think she's going to be okay. Get her out of that environment. Because she's open to hearing us not like my other child, but she's open to hearing us because she left Lee University and went to, just for a couple of years, to a very liberal campus out west. And all of a sudden, she's got all these liberal ideas spouting out of her mouth. Well, because over there, they don't teach them how, at least she was being taught how to think. Where she went, she was being indoctrinated in thought. And in order to graduate, you have to regurgitate the thought. But I know she's going to be okay when she gets out because in a short time, because she's already sounding like a conservative because she said to me, I said, well, so what are your, your plans after graduation? Because she graduates this month, next month on the 17th. She said to me, Dad, I have to go out and get a big per people's job. She's not satisfied with the low-paying job that she has right now just to get her through college. She's going to go out and she's going to see, she says, I'm going to shoot for this line of work. And I'm so proud of her because I think she's going to succeed and get there. Because already I'm hearing her. She's not, she might, my son is concerned for his little sister. But I, just talking to her the other day, hearing her talk like that, she's got hope. Because you see, you raise up a child in the way they should go, they shall not depart from it. And my other child, I'm believing. But sometimes you have to allow them to get down with the pigs in order for them to come home. Sometimes we rescue people too soon before God is ready to do His work in them. Some people need to hit bottom before they can go up. Why? Because when you hit bottom, the only way you can look is up. And sometimes we rescue them too soon. Come on. Come on. You know what I'm talking about. Young man in the Bible had to be turned over to Satan so God could say, say that his flesh would be destroyed, but God could save his soul. God doesn't want anybody to perish, but everybody to come to everlasting life. We don't want anybody to perish. We want everybody to have the joy of the Lord in them. Amen? So we see here, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. This is Paul's great anthem verse of everything he wrote. For it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also the Greek. 
So are you ashamed of the gospel? Huh. What has Jesus done for you? What has he done for you? If all he did was save your soul, you've got everything you need. Brother Fonce, my the pastor emeritus in my first church, he used to say that all the time. He says, I don't care if there was a heaven to gain. If there was no heaven to gain, the way Jesus saved me was all that I need. And that's without heaven to gain. If it was all this world was all there was, because I have Jesus, I have everything. And he preached the gospel for 60 plus years. Feistiest little Frenchman you ever wanted to come up against. And for you men here, if he loved you and he cared about you, you probably would have got a kiss on the cheek from him. Because he believed in that. Greet each other with a holy kiss. Not the way that the youth in our church used to be back in Doris's day. When they, the boys would come in and say to the girls, well, we want to greet you with a holy kiss. That's what the Bible said. And the girls say, stay away from us. <laughs> The gospel is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. But there's the key. You must believe in Jesus Christ, what he's done for you on the cross. Asking him for forgiveness of your sins so that you can be saved. And faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. How are they going to be saved unless we tell them what the Bible says? I am not ashamed to proclaim it and stand for it. Amen. Go to the next slide. Let's stand up for our freedom to preach the gospel. Some of you, because some of you like to put your heads in the sand, don't realize that our freedom of religion is under attack in the United States right now. The House has passed the Equality Act. Nice name. Who isn't for equality? Has nothing to do with equality, my friends. It is designed to silence the Christians, to silence the church. And listen to me. It is designed to declare this book, the Bible, this holy writ of God, hate speech. Some of us, Tim... We'll be going to jail. Because we're not going to be silent. We're going to say, thus saith the Lord. We have to stand up for our liberty before it's too late, my friends. You better vote in this coming election. And you better look at what they believe and what they stand for. Let me tell you something. Our wonderful congressman, Representative Peterson that we love because he's the, uh, one of three Democrats who is actually pro-life. Votes pro-life every time. Voted for this act. We can't put him back into, into Congress, my friends, who live in Minnesota, because he voted for this act. It's sad, because he's been wonderful on pro-life. Just sad. Washington corrupts. 
you stay there long enough and that swamp gets you. Mr. Peterson has been wonderful for the farmer, hasn't he? He's been wonderful for our area. He was one of the few Democrats you felt okay to vote for. And I'm just sad that, and if I find out I, the information I have is wrong, that he did not vote for this, but every Democrat voted for it in the House. The good news is you need to pray for Mr. McConnell, the senator from, from Kentucky. He is the head of the Senate. So far, he's refusing to take it up in the Senate. But that could change, because we know how the devil is. And President Trump has already said he will veto this, but you never, never know how sneaky the devil can be. But can you imagine the election went a different way? This would be law of the land. So please, don't just vote for them because there's an R behind their name. Don't vote for them because there's a D behind their name. Find out what they stand for and what they believe. And vote for those who, who stand for what we believe in. Amen? I liked what Nancy Pelosi said about AOC. For those who don't know her, that's that young... Um, um, congresswoman from New York. She likes going that. Uh, Acasio uh, Cortez, however you say her middle name. Anyway, AOC. Nancy Pelosi was so funny the other day because this, I don't know, poor Nancy. If you've watched her, she's aged so. She went in there all excited about becoming speaker again, and now she looks like she's 100 years old, poor thing. All because there's a few of them, and two, one of them's from Minnesota that's been driving her up the wall. But Nancy said about AOC, she says, in her district, you could take this bottle of water and put it out there for a vote, and, put it, and because there's a D behind it, this bottle of water would have won. So when you ask, how in the world did that woman get into Congress, Nancy Pelosi gave you the answer. She really does not appreciate this young whippersnapper who's just making her life miserable. Of course, Nancy needs a come to Jesus moment. And you know the sad thing? She went to one of the mega churches that's supposed to be evangelical, went in there, just loved it, but because they're so secret friendly and so soft on the gospel, she walked out of there saying, oh, this was wonderful, this is how every church should be. And she wasn't saved when she walked out. And I'm so sad about that because there was a chance the pastor could have got her to come down and ask Jesus into her heart. It's still not too late for her. Pray for her that she gets saved. Too much of our politics is lately is bashing each other. Let's pray for these people. Man, word, if Nancy got saved, it would disrupt the whole Democratic Party. Man, you get a few of those people saved... Holy moly, what would happen in Congress? Maybe revival would break out. Mark 8, 38. Let's see what Jesus has to say. And here's the reason why I'm preaching all this about this today. It's because you who are graduating, 
you have an opportunity to stand up for Jesus. Stand up for what you believe. Stand up for the Bible. Don't stand up and let your voice be heard that Jesus saves. Because so many of the students you're going to be in college with are thirsty and hungry for the truth. Listen, these are Jesus' words. For whoever is ashamed of me, this is Jesus speaking, for whoever is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him the Son of Man also will be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. Can we say, ouch? When do we read these words? Hardly ever. When do we hear this preached? Hardly ever today. What a description of the day we live. Adulterous and sinful generation. My word. Isn't that the truth? I know everyone here wants to hear Jesus say, Listen to me. I know that everyone here, each and every one of you, there's not a one here who doesn't want to hear Jesus say when you get to heaven, well done, my good and faithful servant. Can I have an amen on that? Come on. Say amen to that. You all want to hear those words, well done, my good and faithful servant. Nobody here wants Jesus to be ashamed of them when we get to heaven. And I'm not going to go deep into that tonight, this morning, because I think you can figure that out if you're listening to the Holy Spirit speak to your heart today. We can't be ashamed. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it's the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also the Greek. Paul, wherever he went, what happened to him? They beat him. <laughs> they threw him in jail. They threatened him. And Paul, what did he do? He kept on preaching anyhow. Every generation must answer the question that Joshua asks. Every generation must answer this question. Joshua 24:15 says, Joshua speaking. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourself this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites. Boy, does America serve the gods of the Amorites. 60 million abortions given to the God of Moloch for the same stupid reason that the abortions happen today. And now New York says it's lawful to kill a live birth baby. 
We know we're in the last days when women's affections are away from their children and to other things. Choose for yourself this day whom you'll serve. Whether the gods of your fathers served that were on the other side of the river, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, Joshua declares, we will serve the Lord. Boy, I should have heard a bunch of amens on that. What's your answer? What's your answer this morning? Embrace the power of God through the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Seek Him for it. Tell others Jesus saves. Invite someone to church this week. But stand up for Jesus. Otherwise, are we ashamed? Oh, choose you this day. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So, graduates, we are so happy for you today. Serve the Lord. Stand for Him. Amen. Danny has a really going to have a sweet because she'll go to school, she'll hear what they have to say, and then she gets to go home and have everything reinforced for her. <laughs> because her and her daddy will have long talks about dribble, as Jason would put it. I don't know, he might have a better word than dribble, but I will call it dribble today. And so Danny will have that blessing of a good father, like Sarah did. But pray for Sarah as she goes off. And she has to go and uh, be gone for two years. But we know she's well grounded. She's well grounded. And uh, Jason and Robin already have a good church for her to go to in that town. But she's well grounded. And we just praise. Somebody says, I'm afraid the kids could fall through the cracks. Mm, nah. If you've looked at Sarah, she hasn't fallen through the cracks. Nope. And I'm not, I'm not afraid of any of our kids falling through the cracks. Let me tell you that. So choose you to this day who you're going to serve. Let me tell you something. You better serve the Lord so he's not. And that way you're going to hear those words. Well done. Well done, my good and faithful servant. And feel the arms of Jesus wrap you in his love and welcome you to glory. Oh, we thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for this service this morning. And so we thank you and we praise you for what else you're going to do here this morning. We thank you, Lord, for your goodness and for your love. Lord, we choose to serve you with all of our hearts, with all of our minds, and with all of our strength. We love you, Jesus. Help us to share the gospel with someone this week. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.